come mean? Well, you know how sometimes your penis gets erect. Well, sometimes it gets so excited that a sticky, milky substance shoots out. Come can be used as a verb as well. Billy, have you ever come? Everyone else in class has, and I, I want to come too. Yeah, no, I tried. See, I really tried, but all of this makes me want to puke. Here it is, folks, the second half of our two-parter you've been waiting for. We've already grossed you out with poop and pee, but we're not done yet. Not by a long shot, so to speak. Because today we're discussing puke and jizz. That's right. So whether it's blowing chunks or blowing a load, we'll be talking about it in great detail. So join us if you dare for another disgusting episode and see if you can stomach puke and jizz on the second half of our two-part series of bodily fluids, today on Slums of Film History. Oh, and thanks for coming. This is Slums of Film History, a lowbrow look into the high art of cinema. Every episode is an in-depth look into a niche topic of film that is not normally discussed in polite company. I'm Slate. And I'm Tom. And each week one of us researches our respective topic, writes an episode, and schools the other. We discuss everything from Satanists to avenging hookers to castration. If there's a film subject too taboo, we haven't found it yet. Welcome. Hey Slate. Hi Tom. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh man, I'm good. I'm I'm pumped for this pumped for this episode. Yeah, pumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Just, we're gonna pump it right out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's gone off the rails already. Yeah. yeah. So, do you remember that I wanted this to be a four part series? Originally? Yeah, you were you had big big plans for this. Yeah, we were gonna do poo, then pee, yep. then puke, then jizz, and you were like, no. Uh, it, it's too much. Yeah. Oddly enough, though, that you say that is because as I was researching this, it could actually have been. Too, I think we could have done. Yeah, four. we could. I think more. the P one probably would have been not that great. P's not right. Really that exciting. Yeah. And it's funny because also when I was I told people about this and some friends were like, "Well, are you going to do one on blood?" And I'm like, "Come on, blood's everywhere." Much. Yeah, but we did talk about breast milk. I mean, that's one yeah, of the ones true. that that we don't really cover. But that I don't think that would make its own episode anyway. I don't think so either. So. But yeah, I mean, there's plenty of puke and jizz, probably more than any listener wants to hear anyway. So um, I think maybe it works out better that we just cut it into two. Yeah. Well, I'm already happy with this as our two-part series. Do you have any idea what our third season is going to be? No, I have no idea. I don't know. Me neither. Me neither. We've been talking about body fluids for a while, so. Yeah, that's all we talk about, actually. Yeah, Yeah, gross. So anyway, let me sort of set the tone here. So our first part, as we were just talking about poop and pee, Mm -hmm. 
pretty disgusting, yep. but funny, and a lot of times used for humor. Actually, most of the time when it's in film, it's used for humor. Puke and jizz is the same thing, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll see in this episode that a lot of times it's used for humor most of the time. However, I mean, one big difference, I think, that I noticed uh, in puke and jizz and pee and poop is that there's a lot of pee and poop jokes in kids' movies. Uh-huh. And I'm going to go on a limb here and say that, you know, Pixar is not writing up any jizz jokes anytime right, right. soon. So you're not going to see I feel like that's a, a shame, of, but... Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. So not, not a lot of jizz humor in kids' movies. But um, don't you remember that scene where Wally splooges all over the place? Don't you remember that scene? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made yeah. that up. I, yeah, I remember that. I remember the um, Toy Story ass-to-mouth scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's awful. a classic. Classic. Yeah. I love that. love that series of movies. So, all right, well, let's get started. So, and also let me set some parameters here, because when I'm talking about jizz in movies, this is important, so, you know, pay attention. Um, I'm talking about non-pornographic films, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, this label can get a little hazy, because some of the films I discuss have very graphic, non-simulated sex in them. However, the intent of the films that I'll talk about is not as a pornographic nature. It's not part of the porn industry. A lot of these are indie or art house films that use graphic sex as part of the narrative, but they're not striving to be a porn film. So, and even some of these are, are actually mainstream films, too. And so I'm also including uh, both real jizz, as in an unsimulated cum scene in a non-porn movie, but I'm also talking about fake jizz, and in some cases, clearly fake jizz, like ridiculously fake jizz. Okay. Also, so I'm putting all that together, so just to set up the jizz portion. Thank you for setting up your jizz. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're welcome for that. Jizz is difficult. For the puke section, of course, I'm only talking about mainstream films, so no puke porn, you sick fucks. I don't want to talk about that. That's fucking disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not, I don't know. And I'm also going to divvy up puke and jizz a little bit, switch back and forth to to keep it fresh. (laughs) It's just so funny to say, I'm going to divvy up, here's your puke, here's your jizz. Right. Don't take too much jizz. You have to have your puke before you can have your jizz. It's to keep it fresh. Uh Uh-huh. Great. You know, that's important. And also, one last caveat. As I said, there's a lot of examples here. I'm purposely leaving a lot out. I'm trying to keep prominent or, you know, most well-known puke and jizz scenes in. So there's a, a million examples. There's a bunch of foreign films that have, like, jizz in them. Yeah, sure. No, and you can't, I just can't put everything, everything in there. So. It's just, it's too much research, and it's just, it's... Yeah, it, it, yeah, this is too much. But, you know, listeners, if I did leave something out, feel free to send us all the jizz scenes that you love that we forgot. Yeah. Same with the puke scenes, and we'll be glad to, you know, to mention those mm-hmm. when, when we can. Okay, finally, let's get started. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start with jizz, because that's the hardest one to do. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, first off, let me just say, when I started doing this and looking this up, because, I'm, again, I'm looking for non-porn but I'm also looking for like pre-haze code movies sure. that may have a cum shot in them. Uh-huh. I uh, bet you didn't find any. I, hell no. Like <laughs> hell to the no yeah. does not exist. But in part of my research, I came across a book called The Explorations in Film Theory, Selected Essays from Cinetract, and it's by author Ron Burnett. There's a section in there that talks about porn films and ejaculation and whatnot. In this essay, this guy stated that Edward Moybridge, as we've spoke about before in several mm-hmm. episodes, he used what is known as a zoopraxiscope, which is an early movie camera. It took pictures and put them in sequence to simulate movement. Right. And he was an, a scientist, so he did it for science. And he filmed different animals, specifically horses running to see what their gait looked like. But he also did movement of men and women, and he did those in series. So he did like the the women's study, and he did the men's study. Well, one of the final pieces in the men's study, it's described in here, This a guy falls to the ground, he has a rifle, and he shoots the rifle. He like falls to the ground in the prone and shoots the rifle. Okay. According to this book, that's a metaphor for male ejaculation. Really? That he was using that as a metaphor, claiming that the rifle, of course, is the penis. Yeah. And it's shooting as soon as the guy hits the ground, being the ground simulates the woman as a passive means of shoot getting off. Okay. 
Interesting. So it's kind of kind of a deep philosophical thing there mm-hmm. a little bit. So according to this guy, yeah, the Moybridge film is a metaphor for jizz. Okay. All right. Not a bad place to start. Yep. But still, that was it. That's all I could find. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, damn it, I'm going to find early porn and see the first cum shot so I could say I can use it on this show. Mm-hmm. So I went and found the first porn, which is a French porn. I talk about this in uh, my female nudity podcast. Right, right. I remember this. And it's a French name I'm not going to say, but it's translated as The Good Inn, and this movie came out in 1908. The Good Inn? The I-N? Good Inn, I-N-N. Uh-huh. Like, The Good oh, Inn. Oh, Inn, Inn, got it. Well, it works, it works either way, yeah. really. Uh-huh. It's sure. fine. Yeah. And as I mentioned this film before, the movie is basically a threesome. You know, it's your standard porn stuff. Uh, this guy's fucking two women. One woman pleasures herself with a scary-looking vibrator. Mm-hmm. They were not pretty back then. No, no, no. Yeah. I'll just say that vibrator technology has come a long way in yeah. the last 100 years. Thanks, technology. Yeah, thanks, science. But I watched this thing. No cum shot. There's no money shot right, in this movie. Right, right. I don't know if it's an early silent film and they just, they got it cut off. Yeah. No pun intended. I mean, were there close-ups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. no no money shot. So I'm like, okay, well. well. It's probably hard to do that on film. I mean, I guess, but they had everything else. Yeah. Anyway, so undeterred, I checked out another silent porn called A Free Ride from 1915. Uh, I've seen A Free Ride. A yeah. Grass Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. yeah. So you talked about that one. Mm-hmm. And that's reportedly the earliest American stag film that we spoke about before. And it's about 10 minutes long. And basically, the plot is this guy's driving a Model T. He picks up these women hitchhikers and he fucks them, mm-hmm. you know? In the grass. In the grass. Yeah. Um, grass sandwich. And there's plenty of fucking, all different positions, no money shot. Yeah, no cum shot. So I was getting a little, you know, discouraged here uh-huh, for sure. early films. Since I was looking at pre Hayes Code, I was like, well, let me look at the Hayes Code. Let mm-hmm. me pick up the actual document and look and see. Because we talked about the Hayes Code before, and there's some very specific things you couldn't do. In movies, when the Hayes Code, um, which the Hayes Code is for, I know we talked about it before, but it's the Hollywood Production Code in 1930. And the Hayes Code was named after William Hayes, who at the time was the president of the MPPDA, which was the precursor of the MPAA. Right. Anyway, so there's a lot of specific things you couldn't do. The Hayes Code was generated as a self-censoring document so that the government wouldn't censor movies. And again, it came out in the 30s. But they blocked a lot of specific things in movies, but no bodily fluids. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they, you couldn't have nudity. You couldn't have child nudity, which is, that's a good thing. Yep. And, like, vulgarity and certain bits of profanity, as I talked about in the profanity podcast. But it doesn't say anything about any bodily fluids. Okay. I'm like, shit, maybe you could have had shit or pee or whatever. Maybe. Anyway, but so that didn't help me because I was hoping I could use that. So let's just say from the early porn until, like, the 70s, from what I could find, no U.S. films with any type of real representation of jizz. Okay. That leads us to 1972. And the closest representation of sperm I could find was in the 1972 Woody Allen movie called Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid to Ask. Yeah, yeah. It was based after a book under the same name. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the scene I'm talking about, because it's different vignettes about sex stuff or whatever, and the, the sperm part was a scene where Woody Allen actually was one of the sperm. It was yeah, a bunch he dressed of sperm, as a sperm. Dressed as a sperm with a bunch of other sperm. And it was sort of a take on like a top secret mission where there was a NASA control center that was in this man's brain. Meanwhile, this man's fucking this woman or whatever. And they're like, all right, we're getting close, whatever. And then like all the sperm is like at the door of the airplane about to jump in. And of course, one of them is Woody Allen and he's all scared of the mission to make to see if he can accomplish the mission or whatever. And it's just played very straight like a you know mission impossible type of right, sure. of thing yeah, i remember it we have an erection of 45 degrees shall we attempt penetration prepare for penetration well this looks like it you guys know what it's like out there it's like they told us in training school it's an ovum i'm scared i don't want to go this is what all this training was for yeah but who knows what it's going to be like out there 
You saw slides in class? Yeah, but you hear these strange stories, you know, like... Look, this is no time to doubt our mission. You took an oath when you entered sperm training school to fertilize an ovum or die trying. No, I'm scared. I don't want to go out there. I'm gonna make babies! So, yeah, Woody Allen represented jizz. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first thing I could find. The second jizz, though, and I had to go outside of the U.S., was from a 1974 movie called Thriller, A Cruel Picture, a.k.a. They Call Her One-Eye. Oh, really? Well, yeah. You don't remember this? Well, I remember the jizz scene. I just (laughs) didn't remember that it was... Wait, there was a jizz scene? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this movie we talked about during my Hooker Vengeance podcast. We talked about it at length. It's a classic film. It's a classic film. It's not a classic film, by the way. That is a a lie. Yeah, that is a straight-up fucking lie. But it's something else. It's entertaining. Yeah. And so the movie, for those of you who haven't listened to Hooker Vengeance, go back and listen to it. But it's about this girl who is sexually assaulted by her uncle when she's young, whatever. And she's mute, so she can't talk. When she gets older, for some reason, she takes a ride from some creepy dude. And he kidnaps her, gets her addicted to heroin, and turns into prostitution. Yep. And then he cuts her eye out, and it's gross. And yeah, we talked about that. And like, But the scene that I'm referring to is while they're making her have sex with people, they cut in real porn. Right, which we talked about, and I said was not a good idea, but also made it a better movie. Right, I agree. Yeah, it was definitely a very bold move. And one of these scenes has her taking it in the butt. In the butt, right. And after that, there's a cum shot on her butt. I forgot about the cum shot on the butt. I guess I'm so desensitized towards this. To these things. Yeah, yeah, same here. But I I had to research it for this. Uh So that, I think, is probably the first example that I have of a movie that's striving to be a legit movie right. it's not mm-hmm. a porn movie not trying to be porn but it had real jizz in this movie now again these are cut-ins meaning that they actually had a couple that did pornography that actually fucked on there and cut it in with the facial shots right. of the actress they did she close wasn't ups, she yeah. didn't get jizz in her butt is what i'm saying not the actress just the the right piece, sure. the cut-in part but but again real cum now also at this point let me clarify too because there's plenty of films that had explicit sex in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And one that you've talked about, Last Tango in Paris, although not real penetration, but very explicit fake sex. Sure. More than anybody was used to seeing at that time. Right. And there, no cum shot in that, but they, there was butter lube for... and Yeah. So, again, so plenty of explicit sex, no jizz. So the next one, and this is the one that I'm going to call it as far as the first American movie that had real cum in it, is Caligula from 1980. Oh, right, right, right. Now, you talked about that during the Golden Age of Porn. Mm-hmm. And it does fit into that, pun intended, but also it doesn't, too. I'm, I'm making this call because this is a big-budget movie with real actors. Mm-hmm. The motivation for this movie was to be a box office success, to be right. sort of a bridge of adult cinema and mainstream cinema. So its goals weren't to be shown in, like, grindhouses he or... D- well, in porn theaters. In he porn didn't theaters. Want, yeah, he didn't yeah. want them shown in porn theaters. No, he wanted this movie to be, like, a... You know, maybe an Academy Award nominee type of real legit movie. Right. But it also had real fucking in it. Mm-hmm. And it had plenty of real cum shots. Yeah, I remember it. that cum shot. And again, this was very similar to The Color One Eye in that they had real actors. It was Peter O'Toole, Malcolm McDowell, and he- Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. And plenty of nudity amongst those, but none of those actors were actually fucking in the movie. Bob Guccione, the producer, actually went in and filmed scenes of real extras fucking and then cut that into the final cut of the movie, and the actors didn't know that. Yeah, so a bunch of porn extras were coming and fucking in this movie, and the real mm-hmm. actors weren't. So, yeah, I'm going to call it the first mainstream movie with jizz in it. Okay. And also with Caligula, this is a very good segue into my puke section, my first puke section, in that 
there's a scene in Caligula where Caligula, played by Malcolm McDowell, is coming down with a fever or whatever, oh. and he basically pukes in slow motion at the camera. Oh, right. And supposedly it's a real puke, according yeah. to him, that oh, he really, really threw up. Yeah. So there's my transition. Okay. Also, fun fact, just to kind of tie this into an earlier podcast on head trauma, there's actually a scene where a kid gets his head smashed on a staircase near the end. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh. yeah, fun there fact you for you, you know, since we're not gross enough already, yeah. I thought I would add that into all right, so let me seg this into puke. As I said, it was difficult for me to find jizz in early movies. It was also kind of difficult finding the first puke scene. Sure. So I'm going to call it and say that the first one I could find was from a French movie called The Wages of Fear mm-hmm. from 1953. Remember that one? I like that movie a lot. The Wages of Fear is about a group of guys, and they're hired to take some like unstable dynamite to an oil rig that's burning so that they can use it to blow it up. They have to go through treacherous landscapes and try not to have this dynamite explode while they're traveling across country. In 1977, William Friedkin made a remake of that called Sorcerer, also a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, there's a scene in Wages of Fear that has an actor, his name is Charles Vanell, and he's drinking before they are about to go on their trip, you know, like the night before, and he gets too drunk, and then he throws up. And you see some of it, you hear it more than you see it, but that's the first case that I could find. Okay. Somebody puked on camera. Well, you actually see puke coming out I, of his you mouth. You actually yeah. see puke on camera, so I'm calling it Wages of Fear. Good movie. There's also another movie that came out in 1963 called The Silence by Ingmar Bergman. Mm-hmm. That is probably the next puke scene I could find. Supposedly, Bergman loved a good puke scene. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't really see anything in this movie, but the actress that's in it, I guess she's sick, or the, the main actress, she's got some sort of physical problem. And so she pukes a lot, and you hear it a lot. You just don't see her puke, but okay. it's Bergman film. So mm-hmm. there you go. High art right there. And then another early uh, puke scene that is graphic is from a Swedish filmmaker, uh, Mai Zitterling, and it's from a movie called Night Games, and it's a pretty graphic uh, puke scene. I'll see if I can put that on, on the site. Incidentally, this movie is also a John Waters favorite. Oh, really? Yeah, he likes this movie, which makes sense. If you've seen Night Games, it's fucking weird as shit. It, yeah, it's, yeah I, I'll put a link on the site or whatever, but it's... It's fucking weird. Uh-huh. So okay. it makes sense that John Waters would like it. And, and Sagan into John Waters, he's pretty much, I mean, if anybody knows puke, yeah, it's John Waters. They call him the prince of puke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was an interview I found with him where he was talking about using puke. And basically his, his one-stop shop for making puke is just a cream corn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just put it in your mouth and throw it up. And mm-hmm. he's a big fan of that. Yeah, so, sure. So, yeah, there you go. Chunky. There's, yeah. <laughs> nice and chunky. Right at the camera. And of course, there are some puke scenes in Pink Flamingos. There's at least one where she. Do you have that in your jizz? Uh, oh no, because there's jizz in Pink Flamingos. Oh, did I too. miss that one? All right, well, go ahead and just. I'm going to hand that over to you then. Okay, so the marbles are impregnating women. They they take hostages. They impregnate oh, them yes, and they right. sell their babies to <laughs> lesbian couples, which That's I guess right. was a horrible thing at the time. Now it's kind of like that doesn't seem that bad. I it's mean, I guess the hostages probably not a great idea, but yeah, well, you know. And the guy that they have that impregnates him, he's like their houseboy. He masturbates, jizzes in his hand, and then syringes it into one of the ladies' about vaginas. That. Yeah, That's so, so you don't see him sh- come in his hand, but you see the handful of cum and the syringe go in it. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. All right, well, say again. And one the- of the women pukes while he's doing it, so okay. it's both in the same scene. Good. All right. Well, thank you for doing that. That's I'm great. glad I could help. I'm glad I could add <laughs> something to this. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Slate. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. All right. So Pink Flamingos came out in 1972. So the following year, uh, probably one of the biggest puke scene movies came out. Do you know what movie that is? The Exorcist? Yes. Yeah. The Exorcist. So anyone who hasn't seen The Exorcist, go watch it. Yeah, because it's, great it's got P and puke. It does have it's P the and crossover. Puke. It is a crossover. That's, that's what, this is the movie that links us in our topic here. 
So yeah, so the scene I'm talking about, Linda Blair's tied down in her bed. Yep. And she's talking shit because she's all fucked up from being possessed and her face is all fucked up. And of course, the priest is there trying to exercise this demon out of her. And of course, she projectile vomits at him. And it's all this pea soup shit. Green pea soup. And it gets in his mouth and all over his face. It's yeah, really it's fucking disgusting. Really gross. I think that really was gross. probably the first projectile vomiting scene and definitely an American movie. Yeah, definitely. And probably in any movie of that. I mean, it's really super gross and it's it's still gross. They did a really good job with that. So supposedly that's turned people off of pea soup for for generations Mm -hmm. after that, which makes sense. So I think The Exorcist is the high watermark of puke in 70s movies. There's Mm -hmm. been other movies after that that had some puke scenes, but I mean, nothing is as memorable, so I didn't include them. So on that point, I'm going to move over to the 80s because the 80s really had some extreme puke, and I'm going to use two major examples. The first one is from Monty Python's Meaning of Life from 1983. This is a fucking disgusting scene. 20 minutes of puking, yeah. This is fucking gross. So The Meaning of Life, the way the movie's done is it's broken up in different sections, and it's, you know, Monty Python's take on different stages of life. Yeah, it's sketches. Right, yeah, it's different sketches. And the scene I'm talking about is from the section called The Autumn Years. And it's this nice restaurant visited by a guy named Mr. Creosote. Creosote? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's this morbidly obese man, and of course he's older or whatever. He can barely walk in there, and he has this enormous meal, and, every, and he's eating so much, and he's like puking. I guess they're used to him doing this. They bring buckets out, and he's puking as he's doing it. Uh-huh. And it's just gross. Like the, he's eating and then this keeps puking and it's getting everywhere. And it's getting on people. It is really gross. Yeah. And then at the end of his meal, you know, he's like, oh, I can't anymore. They give him his after dinner mint. And that's the, like the straw that broke the camel's back. He uh-huh. eats it and then explodes and like puke and like intestines and everything. Wait, goes his body off. explodes? His body explodes oh, I forgot after that, that point. He just goes, I just <laughs> remember that there was like a hose. There was like a puke hose it was that was coming yeah, out of him. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. he was just like throwing up a little bit. No, 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 no. Like, it was there a was hose. a hose. Yeah, it was projectile vomiting yeah. the whole time. And it's like a fire hose of puke and it's getting on everybody. And then finally he has his mint and then he explodes. Yeah. And it gets all over all the other patrons and it's really gross and then you see like his rib cage and his heart and stuff and still where he it's really yeah. fucking nasty mm-hmm. so and we're gonna put it put it on the site of course yeah oh and as a bonus for the meaning of life there's no jizz in the movie even though it talks about procreation and stuff there is however a song called every sperm is sacred oh i remember that and it's a huge musical number yeah <laughs> and it's actually really great and we're gonna put that on the site as well but yep every sperm is sacred yep every sperm is sacred Every sperm is great If a sperm is wasted God gets quite irate Every sperm is sacred All right, so the next major puke scene from the 80s comes from a pretty unlikely place, but it's just disgusting. It's really nasty. And it's from the the movie Stand By Me from 1986. Oh, yeah. So Stand By Me is an adaptation of the Stephen King novella The Body and it's from the book Different Seasons that had different short stories in it or whatever and the film tells the story of these four boys in the small town and they go on a hike across the countryside because they heard there was a dead body 
on like at the train track. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, it has a list of popular '80s kids in it, like Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman. I think Jerry O'Connell when he was fat. Yeah, and Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it's an, it's a great coming of age film. Really, it's probably really one of the movie, best yeah. Stephen King adaptations. But the scene I'm talking about is there's a scene where um, Will Wheaton's character, who's I guess the grown-up narrator of the story. Yeah, he write, He's written the whole thing, and he's like a writer in school. Right. Yeah. So, and but as a kid, he's telling stories, and this the story he's talking about. Well, Will Wheaton's character is named Gordy, but he's talking about a character named Dave Lardass Hogan. Lardass. Lardass. And he's an overweight boy. He's constantly being teased and bullied or whatever. And I guess he was born with some sort of condition. And so, but yeah, he's always fatness. being made fun. Yeah. He's born with fatness, and, and they make fun of him in school. Anyway, he enters this pie-eating contest, but his main goal wasn't ever to win. Right. His goal was to get revenge on everybody that was mean to him. So... What he does is he drinks castor oil and his raw egg stuff to make him puke, and then he eats all this pie, and then he can't hold it anymore, and he just starts projectile vomiting, which I guess it was so gross and smelled so bad that it started a chain reaction where everybody else started vomiting, and it became this big vomit orgy of shit just vomit spraying. Every, everybody was vomiting. Everybody was vomiting, it was and it was, it was amazing. It was actually it was really, really gross. It's it kind of a weird scene, too. I mean, it's really gross, like, childish humor type of scene in the middle of this coming-of-age film yeah. or whatever. But but it's still gross and fun. I love that scene. I yeah, thought it's it was, good. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So, there you go. Stand by me. So, my next extreme vomiting scene is actually in the 90s now. We're kind of moving away from the 80s. There's, there's plenty of vomit in the fucking 80s, but those two are, like, the big extreme yeah, sure. ones I want to talk about. So, the next one I want to talk about, though, comes from... Uh, I know. I'm sure this is a favorite of yours. Problem Child 2. Oh, God. Why do we keep talking about that stupid-ass movie? It's fucking terrible. Problem Child movies are just bad. I'm not even going to describe it. This is a terrible, stupid movie. Stupid. It's like a, a low-rent version of Home Alone, which wasn't a great movie anyway. Right. You know, it's like the ch- precocious kid who's Horrible. awful, awful. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you mentioned this in Rabies or whatever. But there's a scene in Problem Child 2 where Junior, the annoying kid yep. in the movies, he's at an amusement park. And there's like a whirly ride. Mm-hmm. He turns up the speed really high. So everybody that's on it starts getting really sick. And they start projectile vomiting. And then it starts vomiting on the crowd below and on each other on the ride. And then mm, again, it's a very similar scene. Funny. Yeah. yeah, it's not All that right. bad. It's actually like pretty funny. decent. It's a highlight, I think, probably of that uh-huh, film. Right. Again, it, it gets just kind of like Stand By Me in that... It starts a chain reaction of vomiting all over the fucking park. Yeah, because there's people vomit on the pedestrians. That, I'm sure, yeah. yeah, I think there's a yeah the uh, vomit yeah. chain reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's been medically studied. Yep. Yeah, so it's there. And then my last extreme vomit scene that I want to talk about is from Team America: World Police mm-hmm. from 2004. And of course, Team America, for those of you who haven't seen it, is a done all with puppets. Uh, and it sort of makes fun of a Michael Bay action movie. Sure. And of course, the puppets are Team America, and they're these good guys that fight crime or whatever terrorists. And there's a scene where the main character, who's an actor, when he's about to join this team, he gets drunk, he's in an alley, and he's, like, miserable or whatever, and it's played really dramatic. And then he just starts puking, and, Mm -hmm. like, keeps puking, and it's, like, a minute and a half of nothing but puke, and then Uh he passes out in a huge pool of puppet puke. That's funny. And this ties into your puppet sex scene, because you had a puppet sex scene before where the puppet pooped on each other, wasn't that in your episode? Yeah, that was in, uh, that was in, um, was that in Poop and Pee? I thought it was. I think it was, yeah. Okay, so yeah, in Poop and Pee, you had puppet poop, I have puppet puke, so again, synergy, it all works together. Okay, so now I'm moving back to jizz. Okay. Like I said, I'm trying to keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. Again, after Caligula, not a lot of jizz that I could find that's worthwhile. I would say the jizz really hit its stride in the late 90s. Yeah, yeah. Specifically 1998. And I'm going to call 1998 the year of jizz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The first example I'm going to talk about is actually a very successful mainstream comedy movie called There's Something About Mary. 
You remember this movie? I remember this movie. Yeah, absolutely. It was a Ferrelli. It was Bullet. a huge deal it when was that movie big, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was a very different type of comedy. Yeah, it was a gross-out comedy. One of the first really mainstream gross-out comedies. Yeah. And it was done by the Ferrelli brothers. That was their first, I think, major it's hit. It's Ferrelli brothers. Did you say Ferrelli? Ferrelli brothers. But the Ferrelli brothers. Uh, they're not Italian? All right. Either way, Ferrelli brothers. And it stars Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz. And, you know, he's trying to date her or whatever. And a bunch of hilarity ensues. But there's a scene where he's going on a date with Cameron Diaz. And he doesn't want to be all stressed out or whatever. So he jerks off before he goes, he goes out on his bathroom date. Yeah. And rubs and, one out. Yeah. Right. He gets off, but he doesn't know where it went. Mm-hmm. But he before he can figure it that. out. Yeah. Yeah. Before he can figure it out. Cameron Diaz knocks on his door, so he goes to answer the door, and he's talking to her in the doorway, and she's like, you know, what's that on your ear? And then she's like, is that hair gel? And of course, he had jizzed on his ear, it was hanging off his ear, and then she grabs it, and then puts it in her hair, and then they go out to dinner, and of course, the next scene, they're talking, and her hair's sticking up, because she's got jizz in her hair. Right. And so, I would say that's probably the first mainstream movie jizz yeah. comedy well, scene that I can think of. You also saw it hanging off of his ear. Yeah, you saw so. it dripping off of his ear, yeah. and she grabs it and puts it in her hair, so yeah. Now, clearly that's fake jizz, right. but that's the first time you really saw in a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. But this next movie from 1998, we're probably going to talk about this one extensively. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. I know, I know you know what it is. Yeah, and that movie is Happiness. One of my favorites. Oh, God. that's a cra- It's a crazy fucking movie. It's And, uh, and it's a great film. It's, no, it's, it's wonderful, yeah. but it's fucked up. Really fucked up. And it's darkly funny. Mm-hmm. Extremely funny in fucked up ways. Yeah. Even more so than Welcome to the Dollhouse. So the the director is Todd Solons, and he did Welcome to the Dollhouse, amongst other movies. But yeah, this movie's darkly funny. There's plenty of... Actually, there's two major jizz scenes in yeah, this movie, and they're the ones I'm going to talk about. So let me back up. It's a kind of an anthology type of film, yeah, sort of. It's different lives. Those movies were really characters. kind of popular back then. It was like Magnolia and, right. and Boogie Nights and stuff like that, which was you know, lots of... Uh, connected characters but their lives separately. Yeah, intersecting stories and yeah, stuff yeah. like that one of the characters was played by philip seymour hoffman and he's fucked up in yeah. the movie but he and his character gets obsessed with his neighbor and so he starts prank calling i guess he or he prank calls a bunch of women but he prank called her and as he's talking to her i think she thinks he's somebody else and he's jerking off on the phone while he's talking to her and he's starting to ask her more and more explicit questions about what she's doing after a while, she realizes that she doesn't know him, and she hangs up. And right when she does that, he comes on the wall on his wall. Yeah. And then afterward, he gets a postcard and like it's like a piece of mail, like yeah. a piece of mail, and like kind of scoops up the cum and then sticks the postcard to the wall uh, with jizz. Yeah. It's really it's disgusting Classic. and, and yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. The second scene is at the end. It's horrible. It's like, really. I mean, it's really bad, but it's it's funny as shit yeah. for several reasons. All right. Well, let me. God, let me back this up. So there's a, another character is this kid whose father is a child molester. Mm-hmm. They have fucked up conversations throughout the whole movie, which is like the best part of the movie. It is the best yeah. part. The dialogue is just fucking insane. But this kid has been trying to jerk off this whole movie. A teenage kid. Trying to calm, yeah, trying trying to calm, to calm the whole yeah. movie. Yeah, that's just, uh, yeah. They, they're very frank about teenagers in this movie. And this kid is trying to calm the whole movie. Finally, at the end of the movie, he's on a, his balcony outside. The last of, scene. Yeah. The last scene. He's watching this topless, like, sunbather lady across the way. He jerks off and he comes on the railing. You see, like, jizz drip on the railing. And then you see his dog come up and, like, lick and it lick up. lick it off, yeah. Which is bad enough. But then the next scene... <laughs> 
the dog, the dog goes into the apartment where uh, the kid's mom and I guess a bunch of other people are like having they're drinking wine they're having like a get together mm-hmm. and the dog comes up to the this woman I guess it's, I think it's his mom yeah and she's like oh come here and she starts letting him lick her on the, the face yeah the dog's like <laughs> licking all over her face yeah. it's really gross and it's funny and then of course the kid comes in and like you know everybody stops their conversation because the kid comes in looks at him he's like I came yes I came. <laughs> And that's it. Everybody's just looking. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's and pretty that's much the end of the movie. movie. Then they roll credits. It's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on happiness? I, it's so shocking when yeah. when I saw it the first time. And also, I thought it was the best thing I'd ever seen. It's like, incredible. I was, I was, you know, Welcome to All House was already one of my favorite movies. I do remember, though, that it pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, very much. And I remember specifically watching it with some of my friends and me being like, this is the best movie ever. And they were like, we don't care for this film. Right. Like, and I was really surprised that it had that much of a visceral reaction to people where they found it uncomfortable, where they didn't. And I was like, oh, not everyone is like me. And that was one of the first times I realized that. That, that you're different. Yeah. It, it is an uncomfortable film. It deals with real topics very frankly, but also in a darkly funny way, which I think could be off-putting also. Right. I mean, I found it hilarious in a lot yeah, of scenes, I mean, but, the, I can, but it's also just very straightforward. I mean, it's fu- it's fucked up. Yeah, Jizz Kid's dad, like, <laughs> fucks a child. Like, legit fucks a child. Or like, and drugs go, him and yeah. has sex with him. Yeah. And then goes to prison. Like, it's yeah. really something <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> but yeah yeah um so definitely a, a very challenging movie but two major come scenes that are very unforgettable yeah yeah good one all right so moving on real quick we're going to talk some more we're going to lighten this up and talk a little more funny jizz scenes the next two movies i'm going to talk about are from uh the scary movie franchise do you mm-hmm. remember those yeah yeah there were comedy versions of the scream, scream movies yeah. yeah well the first two movies they star anna faris and she's like the main character, the main heroine in that or whatever. And these two sex scenes, the first in the first movie, she's fucking her boyfriend and he basically jizzes and shoots her to the ceiling and she gets stuck to the ceiling on like a gusher of jizz. Right. And it was then, like something was like he hadn't done it in a really long yeah, time or something like that. Yeah, he had a long time and he had blue balls were bad up, or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, so that's a real problem. Yeah, it is a real problem that's, and that's what will happen is that you could shoot somebody and they yeah. stick to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was sort of a variation of that in the sequel movie where they're in like a meat locker or something and somebody jizzes and knocks her against the door and it's the same kind of gusher okay. kind of thing. So, I, yeah. so funny jizz, you know, it's like it's sort of the jizz equivalent of the uh, projectile vomiting scene mm-hmm, so sure. see it all ties together and then another scene i got to talk about that's just fucking crazy is did you ever see that movie the squid and the whale it's a noah bombback movie see it. yeah yeah okay so there's a scene in the in this movie where this kid he's in the library and he goes to like one of the racks of books and he's is a young kid kind of uh-huh. like probably not any older than the kid from happiness and he starts rubbing up and down on this bookshelf and then i guess he comes and then he reaches in his pants and wipes it on a bunch of books oh really it's really fucking gross i forgot that scene yeah. it's kind of funny but mm-hmm. it's it's really gross yeah and then the next scene i want to talk about to kind of to round out this this section of jizz is from e2 mama tambien from 2001 oh, yeah yeah that movie is directed by alfonso Cuarón of gravity fame mm-hmm and it's a movie about these two friends and they end up hooking up with this woman on a road trip older woman older yeah. woman and so they have like this threesome affair thing going on and coming of age story yeah uh, <laughs> well done did you get it coming yeah, yeah. that's Sorry. so clever coming of age but anyway the scene I'm talking about is earlier on in the movie where the two friends that are played by Gail Garcina Bernal and Diego Luna they're at a pool on these two different diving boards yep. and they're basically jerking they off they whack off together they're yeah, whacking yeah. off together separately but together separately, but together yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah in the same area 
And of course, they're talking about hot women's names or something as yeah. they're jerking off. And then the scene ends with like you see jizz going to the pool. hit the surface of the so, water. So yeah, yeah, so there's some jizz there. And just to add to that, in an interview with Gail Garcia Bernal, when they're talking about this scene, he admitted that they just squirted shampoo in the pool oh, to, to yeah. show the jizz that going into sense, the pool. Yeah. So. So we're going to move back to vomit okay? again, you know, to, to kind of switch it up here. And this section I'm calling interesting vomit. Oh, interesting vomit. It's very interesting uh-huh. vomit because it's not just projectile vomit or, or whatever. This, this is a kind of an interesting take on some vomit here. Mm-hmm. The first one I want to talk about is from Apollo 13, the movie Apollo 13 from 1995. Tom Hanks movie mm-hmm. stars Kevin Bacon and Gary Sinise. And in the scene I'm talking about, they're in the lunar module, they're in space, and there's a, a weightless vomit scene where Kevin Bacon throws up and you see floating puke oh, really? come out of his I mouth. Never saw that movie. Yeah. It's actually it was well done. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about that too is the way that they made the weightless scenes was they built a mock-up of the inside of the lunar module mm-hmm. on the plane known as a vomit comet, which is a plane that simulates weightlessness by flying up really high and then it'll drop. So you have like 15, 20, maybe 30 seconds of floating time. Mm-hmm. So they kept doing this to film the weightless scenes oh to give God, it a real thing. Sounds horrible. So, I mean, the, the damn plane is called the Vomit Comet. But yeah, in one of the scenes, he's throwing up and you see it floating away and he's trying to get it in the... I mean, I don't know if it's real puke or not, but I know that they're weightless at that moment because they're that's, right, that's real sure. weightless so puke. It's just, so it's not sinking. It's just he has to kind of hang out with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. So mm-hmm. I'm going to call it and say it's probably the first and only zero gravity puke scene. Okay. Hello, my name is Ayla. I'm in grade nine, and my question for you is, do astronauts ever get sick or ill aboard the ISS? Ayla, when we first get to space, we feel sick. Your body's really confused, and so, you know, you're dizzy, your, your lunch is floating around in your belly because you're floating, so you want to throw up. So how do you throw up if you get sick in space? So here's an astronaut barf bag right here. So let's say you're about to throw up in space. Quick, you get your barf bag open, and... Now think about what happens on Earth when you throw up. You throw up and you have a bag of something horrible and then you throw it away. But in space, if I throw up in this bag, what am I going to do with it? This bag has to stay with me in space for months. So the next scene I also want to talk about is from The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover from 1989. Mm -hmm. A very harsh movie. That movie, of course, stars Helen Mirren and her husband, Michael Gambon. He's an asshole, whatever. So just a brief synopsis of the movie. Helen Mirren's having an affair. Her husband is responsible for the death or kills the guy, I guess, that she's having an affair with. So her plan for revenge is, spoiler, to cook her lover. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she makes her husband eat, eat him. him. Mm-hmm. And so she makes him eat him at gunpoint. And so, of course, as he's eating him, he's throwing him back up because he's eating a person. Yeah. And so, she makes him eat his dick, too. Oh, I didn't I don't yeah, remember that. She makes him start with the dick. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. I got to mm-hmm. watch the movie again. So he's eating cooked dick, and then he mm-hmm. throws up. And, and then, of course, after that, she calls him cannibal and shoots him. Yeah. So, yeah. So cannibal puke scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. And then the next scene, I just want to bring this up just because I find it a nice attention to detail, is the scene from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Pulp Fiction where there's a woman played by Uma Thurman. She's a gangster's wife, and John Travolta's taking her out for a good time. They go out to eat at a restaurant, and they, they enter a dance competition, and they win. They go home to her house, and, of course, he's using the bathroom, and while he's in the bathroom, she finds heroin in his pocket. She thinks it's cocaine. She snorts it and, like, ODs. Yeah. Anyway, she's on the ground, and there's, like, puke drooling out of her mouth, and I think it's the $5 milkshake she drinks at the restaurant earlier yeah, on. Yeah. She talks about drinking this $5 milkshake, this vanilla milkshake, and, of course, that's what's drooling out of her mouth because she's so OD'd. So it's, like, nice attention to detail. Uh-huh. Puking up her $5 milkshake. I mean, isn't that, don't they say, like, if you are having an overdose so you're like foaming at the mouth i don't know was that foam or was that puke i don't remember it looked like 
Um, fuck it. It's still, it's still the pretty good. The last five times I OD'd on drugs, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember. foaming yeah. when I was ODing on heroin. Who knows? Or maybe she just had rabies. She might have had rabies. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a nice film theory. Mm-hmm. All right. That ties in. See how the season ties together? <laughs> we, that's planned. We do that on purpose. All right, so let's move back to jizz. And let me caveat by saying all the jizz I've been talking about up to this point is fake. Mm-hmm. Except for Caligula and they call her one eye. Yeah. All the jizz has been right, fake. Right, which were used for porn purposes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm going to talk about now are, is real jizz, real ejaculation, and non-porn movies that are more recent. The first one I'm going to talk about is a movie called Ken Park from 2002. Nope. All right, so Ken Park is a film, of, and it's a very uh, small, low-budget film. It didn't get released widely because it's got real cum in it. Right, sure. And real sex. But it's, it's a film about uh, skateboarders in California who basically hang out and fuck each other all the time. That's all it's about. Um, it's directed by Larry Clark. Oh, kid guy, yeah. Yeah, you know, Larry Clark's a man who's never turned down the opportunity to film underage-looking kids kids naked right wait it's called ken k-e-n park okay from 2002 like a person's name or maybe a place okay got it uh, or it's a person's name ken park, i don't know got ken it. park whatever but ken park has real fucking in it and in one scene there's what looks like real jizz there's a scene where this one of the characters is jerking off and he's doing an autoerotic asphyxiation he's tied sure, in neck up. Sure. so he's cool. choking himself classic, and yeah. choking himself mm-hmm. and then it, he comes and you see like jizz hanging off of his dick and he did that oh and it was hanging off his dick so it was real yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good auto asphyxiation scene. Yeah, I mean, done right. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's very it's very dramatic. Yeah. Now, so the next movie, though, and you're probably going to want to talk about this one, is Short Bus from 2006. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So Short Bus is about a group of New Yorkers, of course, and they're all like, caught up in all their romantic ties and everything. And there's this underground salon, that's the name, is called Short Bus, mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of sex and art and everything else that's going on in there. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's all their different lives and their different sexual hang-ups and problems and how they deal with it. And it's very frank and has a lot of fucking in it. It's real sex. It's yeah. real sex. And the, the opening scene has like two major jizz scenes. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it? I don't remember the jizz scenes. I specifically remember the butt eating. I remember the gay threesome scene. <laughs> oh, the where they're singing eating. the national anthem in yeah. each other's butt. Yeah, that one. But the first scene, I can't believe you forgot this one. This is the guy that actually bends over and sucks his own dick. Oh, yeah. I've seen that a million times. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, sorry you're so oh, jaded. Right. Sorry yeah, you're, you're so right. jaded. The guy that keeps peeing in the bathtub with himself. Oh, oh, well, there's, is that that guy? I don't that's know. That's the guy, yeah. Okay. He's, well, he ends up having, he ends up being in the threesome, in the butt-eating threesome, too. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he sucks, that's right. He sucks his own dick. And he comes <laughs> he comes in his mouth, right? Oh, just, uh, yeah. And then the, 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 the second dream. one is this guy who's getting whipped by some uh, hooker while he's jerking off. And he I basically remember that. jizzes on his Jackson Pollock painting or whatever. Right, yeah. She's like a dominatrix. Right, right, right. Yeah, she's one of the main characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and he comes on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, real jizz in non porn movies. Yeah, that movie was a really big deal when it came out because yeah. it was real sex. And it was the guy that did Hedwig and the Angry Oh, Inch. that's right. I forgot that yeah. he was the director for that. John Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a big deal. It's, it's a really great movie, but again, it's one of those movies where you kind of have to be in the mood for it. I remember the first time I saw it, I was just kind of like, I don't know. This, this seems like shtick to me. Right. But I was like, let me watch it again. And the second time I watched, I was like, oh, right. This is actually very, very good. It's very lonely people. Right. And it kind of uses the set of New York to be like, even though there's so many people there, it's actually a very lonely place to live. Right. And kind of their, these people's quest to find partnership in kind of weird, illicit sex. Hi, I'm John Cameron Mitchell. And you might know me from a film that I made called Hedvig and the Angry Inch. I'm actually here to talk about my new film, Short Bus. A few years ago, I thought about making a film about love and sex that doesn't censor itself in any way 
We were invited to the Cannes Film Festival, which was fantastic. They seemed to like it. I'm the mistress of short bus. It's a salon for the gifted and challenged. It's just like the 60s, only with less hope. So you're a sex therapist, but you've never had an orgasm? <laughs> Look, I know I can help you have an orgasm, and maybe you can help me, like, have a real human interaction with someone. Good movie. No, it's a good movie. But, you know, they put the jizz up front to let you know what you're getting into. Right. They were like, yeah. just don't watch any further if this is If this is bothers you, this you. is yeah. probably... And, and actually, that's as jizzy as it gets, really. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, but there's plenty of sex in that. So that's a good one. As jizzy as it gets. It's yeah. that movie with Helen Hunt, right? <laughs> yeah, as jizzy as it gets. Nice. Yeah, won an Oscar. So uh, this next section is what I call puking and jizzing things that aren't puking jizz. Okay. I'm intrigued. This is the weird part. This is the climax of this podcast, so climax? to speak. Climax? Uh-huh, yeah. Let me just say, this section is probably the grossest part of this whole show. Oh, I'm very excited. Right. So if you thought everything else was gross so far, this is where it really comes together. Again, joke, place joke here. I'm going to start with puke. Mm-hmm. And the puke I'm starting with is a scene that is totally fucking bonkers, and it's from Poltergeist 2. Okay. From 1986. Now, you remember Poltergeist? It was a hit. It was directed by Toby Hooper. I don't yeah. forgot if he directed the sequel. I don't remember. I don't and remember I didn't either. research I don't it think that he much. Did. Yeah. But anyway, so the ghost follows the you know the spirits that haunt into them in the first movie. They follow them, and of course they're after the little girl and everything else. And there's a scene where the the father, played by Craig T. Nelson, is drinking tequila out of the bottle, mm-hmm. and the tequila worm actually kind of they they like focus in on it, and its eye opens. Oh. He, anyway, he drinks the tequila worm, and I guess the spirit or the demon was in that worm, and it possesses Craig T. Nelson, at least for a little while. Okay. But then when he starts to expel it, mm-hmm. he starts to puke it up. It, like, grew. So he's puking up this huge tequila worm that he's throwing this thing up. Oh, it's a great scene. I'm going to put the link cool, on this. Yeah. It's really, it's, in, a, in a lackluster film, it's a really good standout scene. And, and of course, the, the effects were done by H.R. Giger. So, okay. You know, All right. I see worm. where you're going with this. You're right. talking about people puking up things other they, than the, puke now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is not your standard puke this uh-huh. is fucked up shit got it okay okay so this is the first example this good puke worm the second one i'm going to talk about is from david cronenberg's the fly oh, also yeah. from 1986 oh, oh that's such a great I movie love that movie all right so the the fly stars jeff goldblum he's a scientist who develops a teleport machine mm-hmm. and during one of his experiments he gets trapped in there with a fly and his dna gets mixed with this fly dna and throughout the movie he's slowly becoming the fly so the puke scene i'm talking about and there's two and yeah, the first one i'm talking about is he's with gina davis who's his girlfriend in the movie and she's seen him transform she can't do anything for him but he has a donut and before he eats it he pukes up on it like a fly would to digest it so disgusting and it's amazing really, yeah it's yeah. Really, really gross the second time he does it is near the end when he's trying to he's totally a fly now he's totally fucked up and he's trying to get gina davis to kind of join with him in the teleport her ex-husband comes to stop him and he's fighting him he has a shotgun jeff goldblum grabs him grabs his hand pukes on it and it starts melting and then he pukes on the dude's ankle and it starts bubbling and he's like basically pulls the guy's foot off because he puked acid on his right, ankle. It's yeah. really fucking disgusting. Oh, it's a great it's effect. so gross and amazing. But yeah, so Jeff Goldblum pukes acid. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. So this Fly 2 came out in 1989. Not a good movie. I discussed it before when we talked about Maggot Babies because there's a Maggot oh, right. Baby in there. Mm-hmm. Maggot Babies. Um, mm-hmm. So the Fly 2 starred Eric Stoltz and he was like the son of Jeff Goldblum and of course he becomes a fly later in the movie. But anyway, there's a scene where he pukes on this guy's face mm-hmm. and it's acid puke and I mean right. the guy's face kind of gets pulled off. It's a great 
effect. The movie sucks, but it's a great effect where the guy basically pulls off his melting face and his skull is there because right. puked This on. is because flies digest Puke their food outside, right? right? Yeah, they don't have internal. They, they puke on their up. food and then they suck it up. That's and it's disgusting. Really, and that's, an unpleasant. I told user you, experience gross. from God. Like, yeah, that's God, that's really gross. Right. That's not funny. Yeah, we need to fix that. Yeah, let's evolve flies. Really bad that. user experience. That's pretty there. pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next movie puke scene is from is also batshit. There's several of them, and it's from the movie uh, Drag Me to Hell from 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a oh, Sam yeah. Raimi directed movie, and it's about a girl who's a loan officer at a bank, and this gypsy woman's trying to extend her mortgage. And she doesn't let her because she's a new bank employee and she's trying to look like she's not a, a sucker, you know, mm-hmm. like that she's like strong-willed in front of her bosses. So the woman who she refuses is some gypsy woman or whatever. Yeah. She puts a curse on her and says that you're going to be dragged to hell in like a couple of days, drag, hence drag me to hell. Mm-hmm. You're going to be dragged to hell in a couple of days by demons or whatever because I put a curse on you. So all this fucked up shit starts happening. So let me say that all the puking that happens in there, there's a bunch of bizarre puke scenes. One is this old woman pukes bugs. Yeah, I remember there were like flies. Then there's like puking bile where she pukes it in this. And it seems like half of these puking scenes are on this girl's face. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, of course, her puking blood and it's shooting out of her mouth. Yep. And then there's a scene where a guy pukes a fucking cat, a live cat pukes out of this guy's uh-huh, mouth uh-huh, yeah. it's really it's a bonkers crazy fucking movie but yeah. come on they puke a live cat yeah that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool so fucking bonkers drag me down soon it will be you who comes begging to me someone has cursed you is the lamia the most feared of all demons for the first three days the spirit torments its victims after that it will come to take you take me where burn in hell for eternity all right so those are my puke highlights now since we've already gone through the puke part now we're going to talk about jizz that isn't jizz weird jizz scenes weird jizz scenes the first one i'm going to talk about and this is your fucking fault uh-huh. and i'm blaming you for this right. is a film called necromantic from 1987 oh uh, right 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 sorry about that yeah so necromantic is about a street sweeper who cleans up after grizzly accidents and he brings home a fucking corpse for him and his wife to enjoy sexually. I guess he's dismayed because his wife likes the corpse better than him. Yep. Is it German? German oh, yeah. Film? It's German yeah. as fuck. This mm-hmm. is a German yes. movie, of course. This whole movie is it's fucking really disgusting. Good. It's called Necromantic. Necromantic. Yeah. But the end I'm talking about mm-hmm. is... <laughs> I, can't, I can barely say this. This guy lays down on a bed with a knife, and mm-hmm. he yanks his dick out, and he starts jerking off as he's stabbing himself in the stomach, and he starts coming, and then eventually it becomes blood. He starts, come, this guy comes blood. Right. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. But let me just caveat this by saying Slate let me borrow this movie when I first met him. Yeah, when I was and like I watched 15. this movie and it's fucking gross. I was like, here, new friend, right? Watch this film. But just for the record, this is why I don't feel bad that I gave you Irreversible for Christmas. Yeah, no, it's fair. Yeah. The second one I'm going to talk is very similar, and that is from Antichrist from it's 2009. Rip off, yeah. yeah, it's a ripoff. So Antichrist is a Lars von Trier movie, and if you know anything about Lars von Trier, his movies are pretty jacked up. I actually liked Antichrist. Oh, yeah, no, it's a good movie. Yeah. But it's fuck. not a good movie. I well, didn't I mean, say it was a good movie. I, I mean, said I actually liked it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And just for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it's about a grieving couple. who It's about their... women that are crazy. It's about bitches be cray. And about bitches be cray, the movie. <laughs> but yeah, this married couple goes to the woods. Their kid dies. Mm-hmm. They go to the woods to try to repair their marriage. And then it, everything just goes to shit. And the scene I'm talking about, uh, the wife played by Charlotte Gainsbourg, smashes her husband's balls and then jerks him off and he comes blood correct fucking nasty yeah 
and it, it was played by a porn actor, right? Didn't they get those? Well, I don't know. Willem Dafoe was. It wasn't him. Okay. It wasn't his penis that ejaculated the blood. <sighs> Why did I bring this up? I don't know. <laughs> this is your. You, this is your episode, buddy. I know. Jeez, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh goodness. All right. So we're gonna lighten things up a little bit. Okay. We're gonna go. Wait, from... you're saying that no one's jizzed out a cat? No, no. I looked for that. There's no. Nobody jizzed out a cat. All right. Or bugs. Someone make that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on it. Yeah. This next part I call Oscar bait. Get it? Mm. B-A-T-E? No? Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> like masturbate. Right. It's still early for me. Okay. Yeah, apparently. Still waking up. Haven't had enough coffee. Yeah. Okay, so as far as I can tell, this is the only movie that's won Best Picture in the Academy Awards that has jizz in it. Okay. Can you guess what movie it is? Jeez. I mean, it has to have been relatively recent, right? It's not too old, no. A jizz movie? That well, I wouldn't call it a jizz picture. movie, but there is a jizz scene in this movie, and it won Best Picture at the Oscar. I don't know. Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Oh, when Migs throws cum on Jodie Foster's face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture in 1992. Calls her the C word. Well, I'll talk about oh, that. So, sorry. No, it's fine. So I hope <laughs> I'm not blowing scene. your load over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a scene right after Clarice Starling, played by Jodie Foster, meets Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. And it's a scene where she's leaving, she's walking, and the, the guy who's in the cell next to Hannibal Lecter's cell, his name's Miggs. Miggs. He's yeah. jerking off, and as uh, she walks by, he flings jizz in her hair, and you see jizz get all in her hair and her eyes. Yeah. And stuff. It's really fucking gross. Oh, that's right. It's different from when he says the scene. No, yeah, but yeah. what happens is before that, as she's walking to see Hannibal Lecter, and she walks past his cell the first time, he tells her that, I can smell your cunt. That's disgusting. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. And yeah. then Anthony Hopkins is like, I myself cannot. Cannot. Which yeah. is so classy. He's very classy. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins did a good job in that movie. So there you go. Oscar jizz. Yeah. Didn't know that. I, yeah. I mean, I remember the scene, but I had totally forgotten that there was a Oscar jizz scene. On the flip side of that, let me just say, and I didn't, I really didn't look this up that much, but I know there's a lot of Oscar nominated movies that have puke in them. Mm-hmm. Apollo 13 is one of them. Pulp Fiction is another one. I talked about those already. I think No Country for Old Men had a puke scene in it. Okay. I think Josh Brolin throws up at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. I was on team There Will Be Blood that year. so I, I, I love the Coens, but I understand. Either way, so puke in Oscar movies, not a big thing, but jizz, there you go. Yep. And then one last major thing I want to talk about, I call this part creative jizz. Okay. Because there's two instances I really want to talk about, and both of them are from director Gaspar Noe, mm-hmm. oh, director yeah. of Irreversible, uh, the movie that I gave you because you made me watch Necromantic. Mm-hmm. The first film was Enter the Void. Yeah, yeah. Enter the Void is about a U.S. drug dealer living in Tokyo. He's betrayed by his friends, and he's killed in a drug deal. And then his soul starts drifting around. So the movie's told from his point of view. It's filmed from his POV, the whole movie. Like even after he's dead, like as a ghost, kind of. Right, yeah. yeah. And then even after he's dead, it's still POV. So near the end, he... It's a fucked up movie. He basically is floating around, I guess looking to be resurrected or whatever, he ends up in his sister's vagina right. as a penis is fucking it. And right. that's, you know, it's all CGI. And then jizz comes out mm-hmm. and then you have a jizz eye view flowing into the, you know, uterus or right. whatever and getting into the egg and everything else. And then it just kind of shows this, I guess he's hitching a ride on jizz. I, I mean, I think that it was metaphorically, it was definitely it was, metaphorical. It yeah. was going backwards. So instead of starting at life and going to death, this was death then going, going back to life. To life. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then another, the newest movie from Gaspar No, is the a movie called Love. Love. It just yeah. came out last year, and it's about an American living in Paris who enters this like highly sexually and emotionally charged relationship with this crazy girl. Bitch, be crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, so there's real sex, there's real jizz in this movie, it's 3D. and it's in 3D. Yeah. So this movie has 3D jizz. Yeah. And I saw one scene where the guy jizzes towards the camera, and I think they CGI enhance it, so mm-hmm. it flies at you, kind of like you know, like a science fiction movie, yeah, but, like, but jizz. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So That's what as, it sounds like when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> the first 3D jizz non-porn movie. Yeah. yeah so pretty, pretty creative, pretty mm-hmm. creative. Okay, so let's wrap this freaking nightmare up. Mm -hmm. All right, to wrap this up, I'd say that at least cinematically, puke and jizz have a lot in common. Sure. In many of the examples, both are used for gross-out humor or used in extreme ways to push the grossness into absurdism, like the stand-by-me puke scene or the scary movie jizz scene. Sometimes, though, you might find some symbolism in your puke and jizz, maybe used as a metaphor for expelling some unknown evil, like Poltergeist 2, Mm -hmm. or as a means to wax philosophical about one's sexuality, as in Short Bus. Yep. Regardless, both of these bodily fluids can have profound effect on moviegoers, even if the reaction is a gag reflex, pun intended. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, what did I miss? What do you think? Well, um, that was pretty uh, comprehensive, I think. I'm trying to <laughs> think. I'm glad I had the Pink Flamingos uh, one, because I think that's the only one that I can think of. I mean, obviously, there's cum scenes in, in Deep Throat and all that stuff, so I'm glad that you kind of mentioned you weren't talking about pornography. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense. I mean, that was very comprehensive, Tom. Com- comprehensive? Comprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got through the whole episode without making gag noises. So Yeah, yeah. so that was good. Blah. You've really controlled your gag reflex on yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else? I think we've really hit some bodily fluid. I think. Do you think we covered bodily fluids as a whole? I feel covered enough? in bodily fluids okay. right now. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think we've really got knee deep in. Oh, although I will fluids. say, from your toxic waste episode, there is a scene where the woman who they who right before she goes to the hospital because she has toxic waste poisoning pukes up some type of creature into the toilet. It looks almost like a it's like a, fr- a giant frog movie? tadpole in class of Newcomb High. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, okay, remember yeah. that she yeah, pukes yeah, yeah. it up she into pukes the, up like a monster. Yeah, or a it's mini like a monster. little swimming monster like yeah. into the toilet. Yeah. The thing is there's a bunch of those. Like mm-hmm. the, I'm sure and if our listeners give a shit, they'll probably find something that I'd missed. Yeah. I just it's hard it's hard. <laughs> to cover all these topics it's really difficult to cover all of that stuff and I really had to pick and choose what I thought would be worth mentioning yeah totally well no I'm glad you'd put more of the focus on I mean the the real star of today is come I think I think Um, come wins this really really put most of the focus on there because that's kind of the better story you know it's like even in pee and poop I was like there's a lot of pee but poop is the real hero here poop is yeah why talk about pee when you can talk about explosive diarrhea that's much more fun so and pukes everywhere you see it all the time now but jizz now that's something yeah, the real star today right. is jizz. <laughs> jizz for the win yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Well, I think that we've grossed out some people today. Yeah, yeah it's good. And Thank you. Th- yeah, so thanks. If you've made it this far, thanks for coming. Yeah. If you have any suggestions for next season of what we should do our, our series on, let us know. Yeah, definitely let us know. I don't know how grosser we can get, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that we could get this gross. So, yeah. hey. Good. All right. Thanks, Thanks Tom. for staying. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to Slums of Film History. You can find us on the web at slumsoffilmhistory.com where you can view links to some of the movies we talk about today, along with pictures, videos, and additional resources, as well as Bad Movie Monday, our recommendation for the worst of the worst films every Monday night. If you want to keep up with us, we're on Facebook and Twitter where we share out a lot of additional content. And as always, please fact check us and let us know if we left anything out. We're not professionals, just two friends that love gross movies.
Start that over. It's, it's a mouthful. hard to it's say. Mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Your come episode is a mouthful. <laughs> and you're kind of rooting for him. You're like, yeah, fuck the kid. I mean, I, I was. I don't know. <laughs> I think I need cut to cut that out. Yeah, I probably should cut this out. <laughs>